Welcome to Brothers King Talk, where we are in the year 1995. My name is Samuel. And my name is JP. And 1995 is a, another fantastic year. Uh, you know, lots of amazing music was released, lots of really cool things that happened. Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio, featuring... LV. I believe it's I believe it's just LV. I don't I don't uh I, I did not double check that. But uh the first ever true rap song uh or true hip hop song I believe on our list up to this point. So um Samuel, how you doing? I am content and I would agree this is our first like true rap song and it's you know, not too many years after gangsta rap really started taking over and started getting really big. Now it didn't; it got really big in the two thousands, but this is when it this is right kind of at the when it started. Not so I was surprised, especially when it's such a controversial genre to see mm-hmm. it on this list. <laughs> absolutely, and you know we will absolutely see uh, more rap music and hip hop music break into the the number one spot. Uh, this is just the very first, first of many. I mean, uh, the next true, uh, rap song that we'll see won't be for several more years, all the way, uh, in 2003 with a 50 cent song. So it's going to be a while, but you know, this is a very interesting track and I'm very, I'm very excited to get, uh, talking about this. But before that, uh, I am many things, Samuel. I am many things. I am a fan of movies. I'm a fan of music. I'm a fan of literature. And I am also, if nothing else, a video game nerd. And in September of 1995, probably one of the most iconic days, September 9th, Sony enters the video game market with the release of the original PlayStation 1. Okay, so that PlayStation 1, sometimes I'll just go to YouTube and I'll just play the startup sounds to it. Right, yeah. Taken back to being like 10 years old. And I'm like, ah. Right, yeah. And I mean, uh, I just so, so many good games. Um, I know that just nostalgia is so big for for so many people um i know that sony has since released i believe a a, a mini like a playstation plug and play where you can just pop it in and you have access to a few classic games and things like that i know nintendo's done something similar with the nes and the snes um and now they've kind of moved into more like emulator territory but there's something special about having uh, your original PlayStation, and provided that it works, uh, it, it, there's just something unique about having something like that. Absolutely. And, you know, those games, I think, hold up really well. Some of them I still play on my... Oh, absolutely. I have, I have a PS2, and I play PS1 games on it all the time. Absolutely. You know, things like Crash Bandicoot, uh, things like um, what's it, Spyro, uh, just classic, really, really solid games. Um, 
but yeah, so so PlayStation, uh, when especially when we look at it now, I mean, Sony uh, with the PlayStation is one of the big three. Um, some people would call it, you know, just out of the big two, either Xbox or PlayStation. And then Nintendo's just on the side there just saying, hi, I also make games and I've been here for longer than everyone else. Um, I'll sell sell everyone else, but we'll just... That that is also true. Also true. And I would personally say they make more quality content. I'm a Nintendo fan through and through, but you can't downplay the absolute uh, kingdom that sony and microsoft have built with xbox and uh playstation so just sure. huge uh but you know this song that we're going to talk about here is truly a sign of things to come because rap music in general is something that we kind of know of today as being extremely popular It's on most radio stations when you think about the top 40 music or the top 40 current hits. And for a lot of people, it's a little bit of a a soft or hits a nerve, I should say. A lot of people don't like rap music. Some people absolutely love rap music. Um, And it's a pretty dividing topic. And I think in 1995, that was very true. And to see a song especially like this one to make uh, its way and to become a number one song for the entire year, I think speaks volumes. And I will say before, uh, you know, as my first impression, the only version of this song that I ever heard prior to listening to the true version here was the parody version recorded by Weird Al, uh, which is Amish paradise which is uh quite nostalgic and hilarious for me and that's I think what this... people will say they will make you bring the song up they're like oh like that parody song right and i think this might be the first song that we've covered on our list that has ever been parodied by weird al which is kind of interesting because there are so many weird al parodies it's kind of interesting that i mean he's at this point he's been parodying for probably uh well, by 1995, he would have been parodying for at least five or six years, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, since the mid-80s. Right. So, oh, so, I mean, even even nearly a decade. Uh, and this is the first time we're actually seeing a song that he then parodies. But that's that's not the point. We're not talking about how much paradise. Um, oh, no, so, sorry. I, I just remembered. Uh, he actually did parody a song that we have covered. Uh my Sharona, 1979, he parodied it called with a song called My Bologna. <laughs> okay, makes sense. But yeah, uh, now that being said, this is a track that really does deserve the praise because it is being an incredibly influential song in the rap and hip-hop community. Uh, and the big takeaways that I have about on my first listen through were I love the choir in the chorus, it, it really uh, breaks up what would otherwise be, I mean, pretty monotonous, but we'll, we'll get to that when we talk more about the music. So that choir is, is probably my favorite part. All right. So this song, I dug into it. Um, it's written by Coolio, of course, and LV. Also by Doug Rashid, Larry Sanders. And this is the name that surprised me. Stevie Wonders. 
Oh. Okay, so it gets deeper. Um, I'm that kid that grew up with, uh, you know, certain parents kind of despising rap music. It was always the bad music, right? Mm -hmm. You never listened to it. And so I have some exposure to rap, and um, especially mainstream rap. I don't. I it's never been a genre that has clicked with me. Um, every time I li- there's a few songs I like here and there, but it's never been a genre that I'm just like, yeah, I feel this. And um, I think it's more of a cultural divide, especially if you didn't quite grow up with it. Mm-hmm. With that said, this song is not what I was expecting. I was just expecting from the reputation of the song, from the title, I was expecting a song celebrating a gangster lifestyle. And, you know, like gangster as in the mid 90s of sub, um, urban gunfights, drugs, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff that you saw in those movies that tried to scare kids into not doing that. Yada, yada. Right. Instead, though, of celebrating, the song feels really, really sad. And there is a reason for that I'll get into later. Um, well, actually, I'll tell you the reason. This song samples and alters Stevie, a Stevie Wonder song called Pastime Paradise. Mm-hmm. And Pastime Paradise is a song about always looking to the past and saying how much better that was and how that's actually wasting your current life. Mm-hmm. And so they took this idea of looking at something from the outside looking in and realizing that, hey, it's really not that great. It's kind of sad if you're celebrating that. And so that was my initial thoughts was just my surprise at how much how sad the song sounded and how much I was kind of connecting to it. Absolutely. You know, uh, something that we you know, uh, it, it's it's a song that really does call that out and you know we'll we'll get into the lyrics you know let's just move i know we're kind of flip-flopping here a little bit but i feel like the lyrics are something that we have to call out early on because the lyrics are not a praise right just from the just from the title you might think that yeah it's a praise of the gangster lifestyle but it's calling out a critical uh, calling out of gang life in the 90s. The verses call out things like violence and death and drugs and danger that is in the streets. And the gang life is something that people glamorize. You know, they're, oh, that's the gangster's paradise. That's that's something that, uh, you know, is a rite of passage that everyone has to go through to, to, be, to be somebody, right? But LV's refrain is calling out how people are blind to what they see or blind to the truth of what is happening, the destruction that that lifestyle is causing. Um, Looking on genius.com, which is a great resource that I know you use, uh, same, same as me, but it highlights the chorus and says that a gangster's paradise is a sandcastle that will crumble and ultimately lead to a waste of life and unnecessary loss of life in the long run. And I think the, lyrics are so heavy in that regard and that's something that i love about uh rap music in general because there are so many songs they're like they're poetry truly and in this song i think it does a fantastic job of conveying that juxtaposition so well 
Very nice. Um, I said these lyrics are like a perfect satire slash commentary on the gangster lifestyle. Like the verses can almost lead you to believe it's celebrating it, but then you're right. LV's like refrain is making it sound so sad in that choir, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I like that these lyrics, even beyond just gangster stuff, it can be a stand-in for any dangerous or foolish pursuit in life. That if you don't stop this, it's going to kill you. Please stop. It's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And there's there's so many different things in life that can be like that. Um, and it's worth noting here, especially being a rap song, and maybe it's the only reason the song was number one. There is a distinct lack of curse words in this song, which is a rarity in rap music if you listen to it at all. Yeah. And this is actually at the request of Stevie Wonder. Coolio went to Stevie Wonder and said, hey, can I cover your song or can I sample it? And Stevie Wonder said, yes, but you can't use curse words in my songs. Hmm. That's super and, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. And so I personally probably wouldn't like this song as much if there wasn't that lack of language. Um, because I feel like so many time uh, curse words and language is used in excess for no real reason without actually adding anything to the song. Right. Um, and it deters me a little bit. So that does actually make me like the song more. Um, so yeah, I really love these lyrics. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so so that kind of lets us lead into the music a little bit, because something that we are going to have to get into a lot as we get into more rap music um, is the music is primarily one to two lines of music that is repeated throughout the entire track. You know, it's a beat. Uh, it's not so much about the music because the, the rap song is primarily about the lyrics like we kind of called out. But the focus of this needs to be, I think, when we look at rap music, needs to migrate from the what we normally look at the music as being, you know, the the drum beat or the music in general or things like that. We need to move to the rhythm and the rhymes and how they work together. And I think that they work really, really well on this track. You know, the juxtaposition, as we called out, between the deep rap of the verses and the choir and the high vocal melody of LV during the chorus creates this really enjoyable listening experience because it feels broken up. One of the things that kind of irks me is when I hear a rap song that doesn't have a refrain and it feels like it just drags on nonstop and it's just, I, it doesn't feel like it has very much structure. So it feels like it's uh, difficult to listen to without the refrain in it. But overall, I felt like the... Uh, the way that that lyrics and the way that it's composed comes together really well. Very nice. I So what I wrote, and this will reflect in my score, I think this music is genius. It hit me so hard. And I think um, I have a soft spot for epic violins. It's yeah. something that just strings if done well if not if they're not choking the music but kind of sparse and staccato mm, it hits me in a special place and i think stevie wonder's original song if you ever get a chance to listen to it please do um pastime paradise it delivers in spades on those strings and the kind of epicness mm. 
then Coolio steps in and ramps it up further, I feel like, with the gospel choir. That gospel choir is amazing. I love it so much. And this is how you make a hook. Like, this is how you make a hook. Um, the, com- the combination of all the elements just working perfectly together. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a lot about rap. Like I said, it's it's a bit left field for me. Um, I haven't studied it in excess. But from the other rap artists I've heard that I'm, are, I'm told that they are good, I can say Coolio seems to have a pretty good flow. And he perfectly builds to the payoff that is the course. Three times in a row, he builds up to a payoff with the course and it's really impressive how he kind of keeps cycling through the same thing but his flow and rap and lyrics are strong enough that they hold it all together and make that payoff work three times in a row it's really yeah. quite impressive um also lv has a great voice goes without saying it has that mm. it, it adds into the gospel flavor so yeah i'm loving this music absolutely absolutely you know, I one thing that I love about rap music, and, and we can kind of close with this, one thing that I love about rap music is that if it is done with passion and if done well, it can reveal so much about a person. You know, some people look at rap these days as just, at, just how they used to look at, you know, metal or, or rock music, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But Gangsta's Paradise shows that even 90s, gangster rap that you know quote unquote was being used to reach or attempt to reach to those individuals that are in these situations and try to help them understand that it's not glamorous it's not exciting it's not a rite of passage it's dangerous and at the end of the day it's an avoidable evil and that's that's what i think uh the 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 takeaway really should be from this song so with my rating, um, I gave the music a solid, um, a solid two, primarily because I think that there could been there could have been a little bit more, um, but the choir and LV's voice and everything like that, it was really great. Um, I would have still liked a little bit more variety, but I think that the the way that the rhymes and the rhythm and everything came together, it came together really, really well. Lyrics, I mean, two and a half have to be a two and a half here because when it comes down to these lyrics, they are just amazing. And the only thing that I, there, with the with the title of the song, um, it might have give some people maybe at the time uh, the wrong impression of of they're trying to glorify the gangster lifestyle when really that's not what's happening at all. Uh, so, you know, just, I, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe a rename of it, but obviously I understand that it's paying homage to Stevie Wonder's song, but you know, so two out of five for that or 2.5, I should say. And then, um, overall a two, because obviously rap music has progressed a, so much in over the course of, well, the last nearly 30 years, it's really amazing to see where rap is at these days. And I think that this, while it does hold up, there are, it paved the way for rap music to become popular. And now it's allowed other rap artists to be popular. Okay. See, maybe I just um, am not up to buff on my history of rap. 
So this song strikes me as even bigger and epic and better maybe than it does you. So music, I give a three. Like I said, I just think this music's genius. I love it. It hits all the right nerves with me. Um, overall, like how well does this song hold up? I think this song is a three. It holds up amazingly well that, you know, I'm listening to it almost 30 years later mm-hmm. and I'm loving it so much. Um, lyrics, I give a two and a half. The only reason this song was not a perfect song is I find the lyrics there. See, I hate to do this. Like they're sad and depressing. So it makes me not want to listen to it on a regular basis. Mm. But they're supposed to be sad and depressing. Like that's the whole entire point of the song. Right. So that that comes down to like kind of a personal thing. If this was someone if I was judging this without judging how much I could I would re-listen to it, it would probably be a perfect song. But as it stands, it's an eight and a half out of nine. All right. Uh I don't know if I'd call that my score. Uh, it's actually six and a half out of nine for me. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely a high praise for a song. Um, but I think as we get down into the later songs, there are definitely some songs that I think do invoke a little bit better of a feeling. And I think we'll, we'll have to get to those as we go down the list. But this one is is such a great uh, opener. For sure. Well, guys, this has been 1995 Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio featuring LV. My name is Samuel. And my name is JP, and we thank you for listening. This has been a Burger King Media production. Mm-hmm.